You can be doing your things and helping people. You're not helping God. Totally unprofitable. He says, there is none who does good. No, not one. And if God says there is none that does good, there is no good person on the earth. Until Jesus comes into your life, you cannot be good in the sight of God. You may be good in the sight of men, but before God, everyone is wicked. Why would God put his son on the cross if we were good people? Why? That's senseless. We're already good and we're all going to heaven. We're all children of God. So why would Jesus go on the cross then and suffer all of that pain? There is no good person. And if you're out there and you think you're good, you're sadly mistaken. You need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Let him come into your heart, transform your heart, and make you a good person before God. Amen. It's all by the grace of God. For by grace, the Bible says, we are busy. Let me show you something. It says, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7 and 9, it says, 7 through 9, that in the ages to come, what ages are we talking? In our age right now. This was written back then. That the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. The grace of God is rich. Exceedingly rich for everybody. So anyone who wants to be saved can get saved. If you want it. Because everything is already been prepared for you. God, through Jesus, has prepared your salvation to heaven. But you can't go on your own accord. It's got to be through the Son. He is Noah's ark. If you don't get in that ark, you're going to drown. Whether you are good or bad, Jesus is Noah's ark. Amen. He says that in ages to come, he will show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us. God is so kind towards me. I've got to thank him for that. I could have been destroyed with the rest of the world, but Jesus helped me by dying on the cross. Now I am free and I know him. And you can know him. Everybody in the world can know him if they want to. Amen. For by grace you have been saved. Through faith. So what is he saying? You need faith in what Jesus has done. Not your goodness. Just what he has done. And if you will confess, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need you to help me. I need you to forgive me. It doesn't matter how many sins you've committed. Even if you've killed a thousand people, but there is real repentance in your heart and you cry out to God, forgive me. Look at what I've done. Instantly, instantly, your sins are as far as the east is from the west. God will never remember them. They're gone. (laughs) And please don't go back to God and start saying, remember when I did this, God says, there's no record. I got no record. What are you talking about? See, God, you are God. You're supposed to remember. Ah, you are choosing to forget. 
And when God chooses to forget, he has forgotten. Don't go remind him. Live in the free life he's given to you. Amen? And enjoy it. Pastor Larry will come and give you a chance to receive Christ. That's all God is asking. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. That is what gives us our foundation of peace. Amen. That's what gives us that foundation of peace on earth. Not like the world gives. Like Jesus said, peace I leave with you. Can I say that again? Jesus is peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Have you received this peace? Why are you still anxious then? Why are you still fearful then? You know why? Because you didn't, re- you didn't, you don't really believe that he has given you his peace. If you really believe that, then you know you got the foundation. And no matter what comes at you, it's like the tempest in the sea with the disciples in the boat. The boat, Jesus was sleeping. <laughs> he had peace. He knew his father was with him. There was no need to worry. The, the, the waves and the sea cannot drown the Son of God. And you have become a child of God, and these waves in your life cannot drown you, no matter what it is, because you are a child of the living God. It's our foundation for our peace. Our peace with our God, who loves us dearly with his great kindness towards us. You know, whenever, I said last week when we closed, whenever you're going through difficult times, and I've said this to my son, told you many times, when he comes to me, and says, son, remember, and I've been through stuff. Some very difficult. He seems like the clouds over your head. He seems like you'll never get away from it. But at that time, you need to remind, remind yourself, Jesus said, if any one of the sheep, is missing, lost. He leaves the remaining 91, I mean 99, and he's going after that one. You are a sheep. You are out of his sin, his presence, and you are hurting, and the enemy is over your life. He leaves the rest of them, and he comes after you to pick you up, to make you alive again, and to live in him. That's his kindness towards us. But when you're going through these things, please remember, never complain. Hello! If you are a child of God and God allowing it, there is a purpose for it. There is an end to it. No matter what you're going through, there is always an end to it. If it's on earth, there is going to be an end to it. And God is walking with you. I learned from Joseph, don't ever complain. Don't even talk about it. Hello? Don't ever be anxious. Joseph wasn't anxious, but that was the path. His troubles were the path that God created for him to get to the throne. If he had complained... And uh, become bitter. God, you gave me a dream. And now look, I'm in prison. Yeah, I put you in prison to get you to Pharaoh's house. Amen. So every time you're going through something, what God, he knows your future. He knows where 
the way he designs you. And he knows the path that is created for you. Not my path, your path. And you can really walk in that path. And, and you need to learn to be able to walk in that path. Because it's not that easy. God has to be with you. And you have to learn to trust him. That even though you, it seems like you're alone in this path, God's with you. And you've got nothing to fear. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You are with me. And whenever that's happening to you, what God is doing, he's training your hands for warfare. He makes you strong. So when you show up, like Samson did, and all the, uh, all the Philistines, they're gone like cockroaches. When you stand up and God's with you, the enemy says, here is trouble. Because he has trained your hands and your fingers for warfare. Psalm 144 verse 1, it says, Blessed be the Lord my rock. Say with me, the Lord is my rock. No matter how big you are, if there is a real boulder, a real rock, you can't move it. Hallelujah. If you're going to move it, you probably need a powerful tractor. Right? A powerful one. God is bigger than your tractor. He is your rock. He cannot be moved. And if he cannot be moved, because you are in him... You cannot be moved either. And if you are moved, you have jumped out of him. Now kidding. <laughs> That's not possible. But look, he says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains. Trains means it's continuous, amen? He's continuing to train your hands for warfare. Amen? He trains your hand for war. And my fingers for battle. When God trains you in his army, who is going to defeat you? Most countries, small countries in the world, uh, will think twice before they take on the United States because it's not going to be pretty. Amen. There is power there. You got to think. And God is training your fingers for warfare. So you can always, that's what the Bible means, we are more than what? More than conquerors. We have the victory all the time. I don't have to be afraid of what comes at me. I know I'm going to win. Why? Because God is on my side. God's on my side. God's on my side. Listen to this. Psalm 18 verse 28. For you will light my lamp. Who will light your lamp? God. If your light lamp has been lit, you have been in darkness all along. <laughs> and darkness is not a pretty place. That's where Satan works. God says, the scripture here says clearly, for because, for, the reason why I'm not going to be in darkness for Satan to operate against me and be successful, you have, you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. You know, when you're struggling through something and you don't understand, 
That's darkness, yeah. You don't know how you're going to get out of it. But God says he will enlighten your darkness. I mean, if you are in a dark room and the door is there and there's no light coming in, uh, you will stumble. I've done that a good bit in my house. I walk into the wall sometimes when it's dark. I'm looking for the switch and, oh no, that's not there. And that's the only, the only reason is because I know where the switch is in the house. But imagine if you don't know where anything is. You will stumble for hours trying to find the door. But once the light comes on, you know where to go. Amen? God will enlighten your darkness. That thing that's difficult in your life, it seems like no solution. Everybody's, one people, some people are saying this, others are saying the other, and you are already confused. But when God gives you light, you don't need to talk to anybody anymore. When they are talking their foolishness, you just smile. Because you got the answer. Amen? You smile. He says, for by you, because you are a child of God, I can what? Run against a troop. One guy running against a troop. You wonder, has that ever happened? There was one of David's mighty men, himself alone, wiped out a whole army. One man. Is that just for the Old Testament? <laughs> Pastor Goodluck, I know I wish I was Samson. Well, you're not Samson. And you don't need Samson. And God's not speaking about Samson. Samson was already gone before this was written. God was saying, you can. Can I hear an amen? You can run against the troop. A troop of devils. <laughs> a troop of devils. You run them down. Because by God, there is nothing that can stand in your way. By God, if God be for me, who can be against me? We read those scriptures and we go, how nice. I've said this before. It's really nice. I wish it was true. <laughs> you see what we do to ourselves? Oh, I wish I can. I, w- I wish God really means what he was saying. Then I can know. No, he meant what he said. And you can do it if you can only believe. Jesus said it clearly. If you can only believe. All things. Can you say with me all things? All things, including my 40 million. All things are possible. Don't sit down there looking at me and saying, his pastor talk, is he thinking I'm going to give him 40? I don't have 40 million. We're not looking at you. We're looking towards heaven. And God is able. Because he said, all you have to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. I got nothing to prove to anybody. Amen? I got nothing to prove. I just want to believe God. And God will do it. Hallelujah. God will do it. He trains your hands for warfare. So you know how to deal with the enemy. Why is that so? 
The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, the same lighting. He says, he has delivered us. Who is he talking about? Us. Everyone I'm looking at. Amen? He has delivered us. Who? God has delivered us. From the power of darkness. Is that true? Yes. God has delivered us from the power of Satan. When I hear you saying, oh, Pastor Goodluck, you need to come and anoint my door. You need to come and anoint my, my room. You need to anoint because Satan is after me. He's about killing my children. Hey, you know what? You don't know your God. I can tell. <laughs> Jesus lives inside of you and Jesus is the one <laughs> Heavenly Father please help me Satan is after my life huh? Jesus said I believe in John chapter 14 verse 20 he says at that day you will know that I am in the Father and you are in me and I am in you you say how nice Am I really in Jesus? God, do you really mean that? I am in Jesus. If you believe you are in Jesus, you believe like, hey, I'm special. I'm special. No, I'm reminded of a story. I used to use this uh, my crusade. Let's say you have a guy, a bum. A bomb, you know, he just don't care about what his father is very wealthy. Knew nothing about his dad. And his father died. And the lawyers came in. He's out in the streets. And his father <laughs> said, I love my son, but what can I do to help him? Now he's in the streets. His father is dead. And he's thinking, I lost everything. I wish I listened to my father. I wish I listened to my father. And he's lying down in the street there. And all of a sudden, uh, a nice Cadillac drove by. Came by while he was in the street. And all of a sudden, there was another black 500 E-class or S-class Mercedes Benz. Stopped. And all the street people are looking, what's going on? And then they see these guys come off. With their tie, nice jacket, and they are saying, asking, talking to some of the people and asking questions. They are asking for him. Hello? They are asking for him. Do you know this guy? And, and, and one of the street men says, That's him over there. And he's thinking, I'm in trouble. And they come to you, to him. So he's saying, Samuel. Are you Samuel? They say, Yeah. Oh, we've been looking for you for a long time. He goes, for what? And he says, we've been looking for you for a long time. Your father left you four million dollars in the bank in his will. He goes, you better not be lying to me. Are you sure? You need our card? Yes, our card. We are from this firm, and we represent your daddy. We've been looking for you. Four million dollars in the bank. You know, if he doesn't believe, he will sit back there and say, they're all liars. 
they want to get something from me. I don't have anything. But when he, if he really believes it, he wouldn't stand up. Even though he's in the street. He says, when I come back, friends, to his street people, I'm going to give every one of you. He, he, his life changed. Once he believed it, he no longer sees himself in the street. Hello? He sees himself in a mansion. He sees himself driving the same cars like those lawyers were driving. Why? Because his, his father left so much for him. You see, the heavenly father, he's left everything for you. Hallelujah. He says if he, doesn't, if he didn't spare his own son, but delivered him for us all, that's including me, how shall he not with him freely give you what? All things. That's what the scripture tells us. Change the way you think about yourself. And change the way people think about you. Don't listen to them. Believe what the Word, God, what the word of God says. I've, I've said it here before. God can do for you in one day what you've been struggling to do for 50 years. That's God. That's God. God has delivered us from the power of darkness. The power of darkness, that's chaos in the family. That's power of darkness, abuse in the family. That's power of darkness, frustration in life. My life's going nowhere. That's the power of darkness, broken marriages. That's the power of darkness, lack of love in the home. That's the power of darkness. Financial difficulties. That's the power of darkness. But the word of God says, God has delivered us from the power of darkness. And has conveyed us into the kingdom of his son. We are in God's kingdom. There is no lack in God's kingdom. Amen. If you don't say amen, I will say amen. Hallelujah. I will. Because it's the truth. And there is no set day for it. There is always a day of manifestation. Amen. There is always a day of manifestation. John the Baptist was in the wilderness for many years until the day of his manifestation to Israel. Your day of manifestation of God's goodness in your life is coming your way. And I can say, pretty soon. Amen. Amen. It's coming your way. Why? You know, I'm going to put this together. Because the Bible tells us, Jesus speaking, Jesus saying to the Jews, John chapter 8, verse 23, you are from beneath. And I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. Jesus said to the Jews, he's not from here. He's not from here. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 through 7, he says, And 
God raised up us up together with Jesus. Just like Pastor Mike shared about baptism today, God raised us up together in the mind of God. We were with him. I, I don't understand it and I don't question it. God actually saw every one of you sitting here today and all that have been saved. He saw them dying with Christ on at the cross. That's why your sins are forgiven. Because dead people don't sin. Hello? Have you seen a dead man walking and sinning? We died with him. And God raised us together in God's mind. We were raised together with him. We were raised together with him. And he made us sit together in the heavenly places. <laughs> in Christ. Is that true? Don't tell me how nice. Like I said. In God's mind. We are sitting at the very right hand of God. A place of power and authority over the universe. We are sitting with him. There is a man in the Godhead and we are seated with him. In John chapter 3, God, the, uh, John the Baptist was saying, no one has seen God at any time. But the, the son who came down from heaven and then he added, who is in heaven? And I'm thinking, he's on the earth. Why on earth are you saying he's in heaven? I know you are on the earth. But in the mind of God, you are seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Even though you are here, you are up there with him. You are not of this world. You came. The term born again actually means born from above. You were born from above. Don't try to understand it. Just accept it and believe it. You are from above. Because Jesus is not of this world. He came from there. Is there any scripture that says that we are not of this world as well? Amen. And the Bible says the scripture cannot be broken. You cannot break the scriptures. He says what he says. And what he says is the truth. Amen. What he says is the truth. That in ages to come, he might show for the exceeding riches of his grace. In his kindness towards us. He gets the word kindness again. In Christ Jesus. Now. John 15, verse 15. Jesus says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, hello, you came from above. You came from above. Jesus said, If you were of the world, this should give you peace. And your foundation of peace, 
You are not of this world. And since you are not of this world, coronavirus can kill you. Okay? Hallelujah. You don't have to be afraid. You know, I've said, you know, we put on masks. It's not because I'm afraid. But I'm concerned about those that are without. I am all things to all men. That I might win some. I don't want them judging me. I say you are careless. You want people to die. Are you not doing this in your church? And all of that kind of stuff. And if you are real Christians, you should be doing this and saving life. You're not saying that about me. I cut that off. Amen. So I can reach them. Like Paul says, to the weak I became weak, that I might win some. Amen. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. Yet, because, again, he states it clearly, because you are not of this world... You came from there. Don't try to understand it. You came from there. That's why they hate you. But I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Let now, what I'm after is this, okay? John 3 31. Where are you from? Tell me again, where are you from? Do you really believe that? Don't say how nice. Believe it from your heart, amen? You are from where? You are from where? Hallelujah. Now John 3, 31, it says, He who comes from above is what? Above all. Hallelujah. Oh, means the devil. All means financial difficulties. All means trouble in the home. If you can only believe this. Because that's what the scripture says. He who is from above. Jesus said you are not of this world. You were born from above. Just like Jesus was born from above. Amen. You're just like him. Now he's in you. You are not of this world. And he who is from above. Is above all. Amen. Amen. We are above all. We have nothing to fear. <laughs> if you kill me, <laughs> you just make me live better. I go up there and we are having fun. For a thousand years, I'm gazing at the face of Jesus. After a thousand years, maybe I'll turn around and say hello. Amen. Fun up there. Don't care if you kill me. It's just killing the flesh. But I go to a better place. I'm not afraid of death. All I'm doing is I got to fulfill the reason why God put me here. As his ambassador. You know the Bible tells us in Second, second uh, Corinthians chapter 5. He says, for we are what? Ambassadors for Christ. We have ambassadors of the United States in Nigeria. Are they Nigerians? No. Hello. They're just ambassadors from the United States. 
And everywhere they go, they treat them as United States citizens. If you go to their embassy, it looks like the United States. Hello. May your life looks like, look like heaven in Jesus' name. May your life look like where you came from in every way. Peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. So you can have peace even in the presence of trouble. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't, I'm not moved. And behind, about when you go past that, there is a table that is prepared before you where in the presence of your enemies. They can only be wishing, I wish I can taste what he's tasting. But you say, Mr. Devil, you're not, you don't qualify. You can't touch this. <coughs> Ines is not here, so I'm good. <laughs> I used to go, you know that song? I can't touch this. <laughs> Can't touch this. I saw that song and I said, boy, that's what speaks to me. Can't touch this. And then the guy goes, <laughs> I can't dance. <laughs> the United States beat the, beat the Nigerian out of me. I can't dance anymore. <laughs> I can't touch this. That's who you are. Amen. The, the, the devil says, uh, Satan says, hey, demon, go to that one. He says, which one? He says, that one. Oh, master, we can't touch that one. <laughs> there is something written over him. Can't touch this. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Do the dance, you will receive it. No, he didn't. He who is up from above is what? Why do you think less of yourself? We insult him. Amen. We insult him. There's no one more powerful than he is. And he is on my side. Amen. He is on my side. He who comes from heaven is where? What? Above all. And that's where you came from. Amen. When you go home tonight, uh, today, um, please don't search from Google, can't touch this. But if you're going to go there, make sure you dance. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Listen to this, John seventeen fourteen. 14. Our time is up. I have given them your word. How many received the word? I've given them your word, and the word has eaten them. You see, the word comes back again. Jesus said, this is truth. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter be established, right? He says they've eaten them because they are not what? Of this world. Just as I am not of this world. Just is like in the same fashion, like I'm not of this world. Do you think Jesus will be walking in a dark alley and somebody shows up 
And he says, I'm frightened. I'm frightened. They're going to kill me. That's not Jesus. And that's not you. Amen? That's not you. I want you to believe this with all of your heart. Amen? Because God is with you. He has promised he's going to be with you. And he will never forsake you. Amen? I'm going to close with this. Got more to say, but I'll go something else. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Did you all receive something today? Amen. God's with you. And there is no reason to be afraid of anything. No matter what comes your way. Because God loves you. Father, I speak your blessings over your people today. I pray that what they've heard will go deep into your heart today. And Lord, that they will meditate greatly in in the word. Not just the word of man, but the word of God. That they might receive strength from heaven. Knowing that they are not of this world. They belong to heaven. And heaven looks out for them. A thousand may fall at their side. And ten thousand on their right hand. But it will never come near them. Because they are your children. And your word cannot be broken. In Jesus name. And everybody said. Amen. Amen. Pastor Larry please come up. I got to say one thing. If we have a few more African weddings, he will be able to dance. He's getting better. I don't know if you've noticed it. He was even moving the hips, the shoulders, and the feet at the same time the other day as he was reasonable. But praise the Lord. The Lord is good. A great message today. But from the very beginning of this service, the Lord began to speak to me early in this service because I was just going to come and give the invitation, but it is more than that. Because God kept talking about the chains that have us bound. And... When Pastor Angela came up, she mentioned that, and we prayed about that. But I believe there's people here and also people that's going to be listening to this over the periods of time in which this is going to go throughout the world, that there are people that are bound in chains, big chains in their mind. But there's no chain too large that Satan can't break. There are people today that are bound with sickness, discouragement, Addictions, alcohol, drugs, pornography, all of those things. And you say, but that's not in me. There are people that are bound and don't think they can get out of it. But God is saying His power, we talked about God's power. God's power is stronger than any bondage that you are in today. Whether it's here or whether it's out there, the God we serve can overcome any chain that has you bound. I don't care if it's sickness, may have you bound because you can't do anything because of sickness. Today we're going to declare you healed in the name of Jesus. And when we pray our prayer today, put your hands wherever it is that you're sick and you believe what God's Word says and what we're going to say. If you believe it in your heart, it's going to happen. And salvation is the same way because you can't have any of that without Jesus Christ. And so you can have Jesus today, whether you're here, whether you're there, all you have to do is pray the prayer from the bottom of your heart. It's not the words only, but it's the attitude of the heart that God looks at. Because when you pray it, something's going to change in you. 
You're going to change directions in your life from going where the world is but to where God is. And that's all it's about. So if you would, just bow your heads with me here. If you're sick, put your hand on the part that you're sick right now, and we're going to pray. And you repeat these prayers because we're going to pray a healing and salvation today, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak healing to my body right now in the name of Jesus Christ. My healing was paid for 2,000 years ago on the cross in the body of Christ. And I receive my healing right now in the name of Jesus. Satan, you're a liar. God is my healer today in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask you to come into my heart to be the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from every wrong of my life. Forget them, Lord. I choose to serve you today. I'm turning my life around towards you. Walking away from the world today. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Thank you, you Lord, for making me born again. I am a new creature today. I am healed I am saved, and I am living for you forevermore. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, and so be it. May God richly bless you as you go today.